we'll all, have to all do I got that. to is Jenna Ortega's Bella. <laughs> Jenna Ortega, Bella. Jenna Ortega, all of the other. Actually, Jenna Ortega, Edward. Jenna Ortega. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Book Jar Podcast. My name is Marissa and I am here with my best friend, Megan. In this podcast, we talk about books, book-related news, and other book things. So that's pretty much what we do here. And to start us off, how are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing pretty good. Are you? Because you looked a little panicked there for a second. (laughs) You know, it's just, you never know what you're going to expect in this podcast sometimes, so... You never know what you're going to expect. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, that... You know what I was trying to say. That felt better. That felt (laughs) felt more correct. It just takes me a few minutes to get into the groove of things, I find. All right, so let's talk about what we've been reading, because I think I blacked out, and then I ferociously read, like, a million books. Uh, how, how how did you do? I, I finished one. Okay. So, so same. Same, yeah. Yeah, same, right? <laughs> like, exactly the same. I... Read one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I can count. Nine books in in two weeks. You know, if you add ours together, we've read 10 books total. Total. Yay. <laughs> I will say four of those books I read within 36 hours. How? I, How I don't did know. you do that? I blacked out. I'm telling Clearly. you. Like, I, I existed. Like, I worked, too. Like, I got work done in those 24 hours. These books also were not thin. Mm-hmm. Like, there were 500 pages. I read 2,000 pages in the span (laughs) of 36 hours. I don't even know. I don't even know how you do that. I don't know. I literally, I think I, like, I did. I really blacked out. And then I was like, I... They must have been really good. Were they good? They were all right. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not the answer I was expecting. So, I read the Four Horsemen series by Laura Thalassa. Thalassa, I think is how you say her last name. And the concept behind this series is it's a fantasy romance. I would call it dark romance borderline. Definitely not bark, 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 dormish. (laughs) (laughs) Dark romance in the same sense of like haunting Adeline. Okay. Like we didn't have any gun scenes. So that was really great for me. (laughs) That's good. There's one too many of those in the world. There, there's, I can guarantee you there's probably more than one. (laughs) Too many. But they actually, I I picked them up for a fast read and I wanted something kind of fluffy, like mm-hmm. very quick, maybe not a lot of substantial plot. And Laura Thalissa was like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get like actual, you know, plot here. So mm-hmm. the concept is that the end of the world has come and the four horsemen like awaken and they are the like the harbingers of the apocalypse, right? According to the Bible. So you have like biblical-esque plagues and that kind of thing happening. And so there's one book for each horseman. Okay. Which I will say it was a little weird reading romance scenes where like the f- main character was fully calling her love interest pestilence. <laughs> like that was a, like I never quite it's an got interesting used- pet name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say the first one really surprised me because because and it kind of started off in a way that I was expecting where it was really fast paced like a lot of things were happening really quickly and then all of a sudden it was it was very much like I don't know why this book is making me feel things like this book wasn't (laughs) supposed to make me feel things like I was supposed to just consume this romance novel and then move on with my life yeah like I didn't even think I was gonna end up reading the rest of the series and yeah it also surprised me because it takes place in Whistler BC like that's where it opens and they end up heading down the west coast down into like Seattle and stuff like that but it definitely like many scenes take place in bc it just seems like that setting wouldn't go with the four horsemen biblical apocalypse yeah it just seems definitely (laughs) out of place a little bit i don't know what to tell you like it just worked anyway so i read all four of them i will say reading all four of them within an a uh, 36 hour span <laughs> you do notice some very like it, repetitive plot points mm. they all kind of had the same 
structure except for the last one but even the last one I think I was expecting too much out of it and then I was disappointed but like I I enjoyed so definitely definitely worth a read I will say the first one was my favorite maybe because I was just like so it was so unexpected yeah definitely go in with low expectations and you'll be happy but I gave the first one a 4.25 the second one which is war 3.75 3.75 famine got 3.5 because i was like this is the same book with different <laughs> names <laughs> but i'm still having fun and then death i would say like the first half of it i would have given almost close to like a 4.5 4.75 i thought oh, wow. it was really interesting and then the last half was like a three mm. But then it ended on a good note, too, at the same time. But I think I think she could have done a lot more with that book because it had a really different setup than the rest. And I don't think she, like, committed hard enough to that, for my liking, at least. So that one got a 3.75, just to kind of balance the okay. equation there. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if you're looking for, like, a fast fantasy romance and you're okay with, like, definitely some dark romance, like, definitely look at the trigger warnings for some stuff there. Definitely check out Pestilence because I, I did enjoy that one. Yeah. So, yeah, those were the four in my 36-hour reading. Impressive binge. <laughs> and they and the fact that they were half bad, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time when I read a book series that quickly, I am really just getting caught up in the plot. Mm-hmm. And I will say that was the biggest draw for sure. But yeah, definitely. Like it definitely made you feel things that I wasn't expecting. There was a really good message about like humanity and the entire question throughout the series is really is humanity worth saving? And mm-hmm. that's the the struggle. So, if you want to if you want to read about girls saving saving the world one horseman at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's for you. That's the one for you. <laughs> Do you want me to just keep going with my yeah, list? Because I got going. the I got yeah. the nine here. So I also finished The Dragon Reborn, which is the third book of the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. I at the time that I gave this review, I was still really enjoying the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes it sound so <laughs> awful. I'm having a little bit of a bad time with the start of book four, which is what I'm currently on, but that you can find out in a whole other podcast. I will yep. say I did give it a 3.5 if you want more of my thoughts of it. In in fact, like six hours of thoughts per book. We do have the Queens of Fantasy podcast, which is our sister podcast and features my two very good friends, Alex and Tay. And now I feel weird because I call you my best friend. And they're just very good. <laughs> That's still good. It's still a good... Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I feel like I'm judging myself for Aven- that one. At the end of the podcast, that's I'll right. be your best friend. That's too. right. Unless I absolutely hate the series and then maybe we just will never talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I enjoyed parts of this book and I am still overall enjoying the series, I will say. But yeah, fourth book opening is a little rough. Yeah, I, I, I like hearing your thoughts. <laughs> about it with no context whatsoever I'm like, just, oh. just random rants and yeah. also random like I think I've talked to you a little bit about some of the parts I've really liked and you're mm-hmm. just like good for you yeah, so <laughs> glad I'm, you're having fun. I'm glad you're enjoying this book I know nothing about it and <laughs> I will not be reading it because of the length but it sounds great yeah for you yeah <laughs> I'm happy for you yeah <laughs> Okay, so then I read The Liar's Dictionary by Ellie Williams. This one took a little bit to actually finish, I think mostly because I was actually enjoying it and I had that feeling of like, I don't really want to rush through this. So I was really sinking into this one. This is a book about the compilation of a dictionary, which is apparently something I really enjoy reading about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like dictionaries a lot. I just need it to be in like a format that is... Yeah, I I just I just want to hear about how people have made dictionaries. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> so this one was in alphabetical order, but also still chronologically. So like each chapter was a letter. So obviously you had one chapter for every letter in the alphabet. It went to very unexpected places like very quickly, which kind of threw me, but overall in like a fairly good way. Mm -hmm. I haven't finished my review for this one because I am a little bit behind on my reviews, but it's going to sit between a 4.5 and a 4.75. Okay. It was really close to a five. In fact, I can probably say with good merit that it's going to be sitting at a 4.75 because I just feel like the ki- like I feel like something lost focus right at the end, but I still really enjoyed. It was 
almost a five. I also ordered and then immediately read Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldrier. Baldry? Baldry sounds more correct. <laughs> Travis Baldry. So this, I, I, have you seen this novel? Yeah. yeah I've, I've been curious about it. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. And it was a nice break, I will say, from like the Wheel of Time, which is very adventure action like we were doing a lot in the book they're like 700 pages legends and lattes takes place like after the adventure finishes so you have this big final battle and then the <laughs> the orc is like see ya <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna go start a cafe <laughs> and i love that it had a really cute story really cute romance it was just really nice again i'm behind on my ratings but for 0.5 to 4.75 that pretty one good. Yeah, yeah so pretty good and then for our book club i read in the lives of puppets by tj clune i don't know how to rate this one so tj clune has been under fire a little bit for a different series and we picked this book for our book club before i realized mm -hmm. those things were attached to him and one of the things he's under fire for is using the residential schools and, well, specifically also the 60s scoop, which was a phenomenon in Canada that happened where Indigenous children were literally just ripped out of their homes mm -hmm. and given to either white families or placed in residential schools. The effects of that generational trauma is still felt today. The last residential schools didn't close until like the mid-90s. Yeah. And they are still discovering and unveiling the repercussions and ramifications of that genocidal event. TJ Klune read that and said, you know what would be great to use as inspiration for my fun, lighthearted fantasy novel called The House in the Cerulean Sea? The 60s Scoop. Mm -hmm. So I understand inspiration can come from a lot of places and not necessarily like always, you know, super attached to that thing that inspired you in the long run. Yeah. I just really question the person who comes out and says it was inspired by this tragic event. And my lesson throughout the book is that children just need to find love. <laughs> yeah. That is super problematic. And mm -hmm. if he was inspired by the residential schools in the 60s scoop and reading about that, and then because I've I've heard from people who've read the book that it really has nothing to do with the residential like it's not really commenting on that so i don't know why he thought that was necessary to like bring up if yeah. he had divorced it that far from its source which is why he's saying it's okay right because he's not really commenting on it but you wanted to make that inspiration known to everyone yeah. so it feels like without meaning to i guess now you have commented on it yeah and you've given the lesson that like all these kids needed was love which is super problematic and not okay yeah and <laughs> is he he's not indigenous himself he is neither indigenous nor canadian yeah so i feel like that so also i feel like it was a little bit of like oh this happened in another country and it it was so long ago that it doesn't matter if I write about it without even looking into like the ramifications yeah. about it. It's something that is very felt today. Oh, for sure. Which is, I'm going to say good that we're learning and mm -hmm. like learning more about it in the sense like we're, there's a group of people who are no longer trying to cover it up or willing to let other people cover it up, which is fantastic. But also like, yeah, it it feels all sorts of wrong. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate because like I finished reading that book too in the lives of puppets and I was like, there's so many things I love about it. Yeah. And then after hearing this about the author, I'm yeah. like, so tainted. It's a little, it sits not great in my mouth Yeah. Now. So in the lives of puppets has nothing to do with that. No. So, but I knew that going into the reading of this book. Yeah. And so I was really looking for flaws because I was like, I don't want to give this book a five. And this book really did make me fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be talking. We haven't done our book club yet. Our book club for this is on December 8th. And I'm excited to talk about it for a variety of reasons. And I'm curious. And I just think it's going to be a really good discussion. And I'm spoiling some of that discussion here, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But also, there is a little bit of a controversy around this book in mm -hmm. terms of the fact that the main character is very autistic coded and was originally intended to be autistic. And the theme of the book being that robots find their humanity mm -hmm. a little bit and the idea that he wanted to originally comment on 
how autistic people are so very different from robots makes it feel like that was a super big miss. And I'm glad that his publisher was like, hey, you need to take this out. Yeah. However, he is very upset that he had to take that out. So I don't really think he's reflected on that. Mm -hmm. And that makes me really cautious about him as an author. Yeah. So all that being said, this one, I'm giving somewhere between a 4.25 and a 4.5. Again, this is a very harsh review of it. I think it's more than fair to be that harsh mm-hmm. uh, in this review. But if I was reading it without context, I could definitely read this as a five. Yeah. Unfortunately, context does matter in our world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? Because I know that's the book that you read as well, right? Yeah, that's the one that I was able to get through. I think yeah, you like covered it pretty well. Yeah. I think you did a good job. I probably um, could have let you talk in there a little bit, but it's fine. We're gonna have a whole we're gonna have a whole book club about book it. Club so. about it, so I can say all my thoughts and feelings. Then. <laughs> there you I, go. <laughs> like I will say, like we talked about a little bit before the podcast, but I love the side characters in it and like the little the side characters are very family fun. aspect of it. So like I was literally laughing out loud at most of the parts in that book, which yeah. I haven't done in a long time. So that was fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I will say some great parts in that book. Mm-hmm. Like really fantastic. So it's a complicated yes. read of mine. Yeah. And yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just mine, actually. Yeah. I just felt kind of <laughs> definitely both of us. Yeah. So the other book I read was Silence by Anne Claycomb, which had a really cool concept. So this is about four women who are sexually assaulted to various degrees and in various ways by their boss and in order to keep them silenced he curses them Hmm. so he makes the one woman anytime she tries to speak about it to someone she desperately needs to buy a very expensive pair of shoes like she goes through like withdrawal symptoms if she doesn't buy a pair of shoes so she's like going into debt Oh, wow. Like, because she's buying, like, thousands of dollars. She says at one point in the novel that she bought $30,000 worth of shoes in one month. Yeah. So financially just wrecking this woman. Also, one of the other ones, and this is, like, the most disgusting one, but she, like, anytime she tries to talk about it, she just starts spitting up insects and spiders and snakes. I just feel like I would take the shoes over that. I would take the shoes. I would take the (laughs) shoes for sure. Another one... He curses. So every time she goes through a door that she hasn't gone through before, something bad happens to her mother. (gasps) Yeah. So that one's that one's the most anxiety inducing for sure. And the last one, she he curses so that she is brief, like inches tall, I think. He shrinks her. So there's other things going on. Obviously, we're commenting on feminism. It's magical realism. It's very dark in that sense, but also it does kind of have a hopeful outcome. And I think it was a little ambitious. Mm -hmm. I really... It's a very interesting concept. It's a super cool concept. And if you're intrigued by that, please do not let my rating of this dissuade you from reading it because I think it was still a worthy read. I personally found that I don't know if Anne Claycomb went in depth enough about all the intricacies that keep women quiet because it was very much, you know, implied that the only reason they couldn't report this was because he cursed them when there are millions of reasons outside of that that make it hard to report this kind of stuff. And so I felt like it was like for such a complex plot, it was an oversimplification of sexual assault and rape as well. So I gave it 3.75. 3.5, 3.75 is going to be where it comes in. Mm-hmm. Just just because I think that that was really simplified. Yeah. <laughs> and the writing wasn't where I wanted it to be either. So that was kind of the uh, But that's what I read. I like that. It's good variety. As per usual. As per usual. (laughs) We've got, you know, the four horsemen and then, you know, a super feminist read. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's all in the same two weeks. (laughs) It just shows that you like an adventure when you're reading. I like reading. (laughs) I like reading. (laughs) I think, you know... I definitely, like, I've always leaned more towards fantasy, but, like, when I say mm-hmm. I will read, I will try to read anything, like, I will try to read anything. Like, yeah. I really do. Genre be damned. I will <laughs> I will read a book. If it has a cool concept, I'm reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. And then here I am, mood reader, like, I don't, I'm just going to read what I want to read, you know? Yeah. 
you're like it is halloween let's read a story yeah. book <laughs> pretty much all right megan we have a topic this week that for once i groaned at and you got excited <laughs> about because usually it is the other way around but we are fan casting some novels mm-hmm I believe it was our favorite novels, but I I don't know if I took it that way. I just said which ones would be fun to fan cast, and I did that. That's fair. So how about you start? Because I'm... Or do you want me to start? You kind of want me to start. Yeah, Yeah. you go ahead. I'm interested in yours. I I did three books. Okay. But I have four lists of fan casting. (laughs) (laughs) So we have an alternate cast for one of them, and I'll give you a choice. You can tell me where you want me to start. So I have Dracula... Throne of Glass, and A Court of Thorns and Roses. Let's do Dracula. Okay. So Dracula, starring role as Dracula, is Henry Cavill. A sexy Dracula. I feel like that works. (laughs) I feel like Henry Cavill could really make me convinced of why Lucy was willing to give up like her whole life for him. This is true. Mm-hmm. I feel like also, you know, with makeup and CGI and all the technology and talents that we have in cinema, we could also make him look scary during the right parts. Yeah. I think like I like that. The only thing is like he's so buff that I just like I don't picture Dracula as buff. So I like picture Really him as, like, you don't? I don't I picture him as like kind of tall scrum like like lean. I pictured I totally pictured him as buff as he was climbing down the outside of the I castle. Feel like- but I feel like that's like mountain climber, wall climbing body type. Oh, okay. Versus, like, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But, I, th- I mean, again, CGI does wonders, so you can make... Yeah, you can thin them out. Yeah, you can have <laughs> thin Andrew Cavill out. Never thought I'd say that, but... <laughs> that is not a comment on his body. His body is perfect, yeah. and everyone's body is perfect. It's just maybe if you wanted a thinner Dracula. Just a wall climbing body type. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just, I yeah, I went for the sexy Dracula. That's definitely I, I like what I did. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have Van Helsing, uh, Tom Hanks. Okay. I feel I like because he's older now. Yeah. I feel like that would work, right? I feel like that would be good. So like I watch like there's like a Van Helsing film and like yeah. all that stuff, and they like kind of portray him as like again more like a sexier type, but like reading actual Dracula, I'm like. He just seems like an old he's man. He's an old man. <laughs> he's like worried about his health. Like, yeah, he's like, not he's like great. on the brink of death. <laughs> he says that multiple times. I'm yeah. pretty sure. He's like, he's like, if I die, I had a good life. Like, yeah, exactly. But I really think, yeah, like I could see Tom Hanks for sure. Well, and also, you got to set him apart from all the like suitors of Lucy. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was also thinking. Yeah. So I have Jonathan Harker, who is the man who gets kidnapped and escapes from Dracula. Uh, So I have Dev Patel. Oh, I like that. I also have the alternative option. And this is just really obvious because he's easy to cast in a lot of these kinds of roles. But Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think I have him in a few places. I have him in a few places, too. So but I thought Dev Patel first, for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to go like the Timothy Chalamet route i think that works but i think either or would be good i feel like timothy chalamet would be like the tim burton dracula version and dev patel would be like that's exactly it just yeah yeah you know you got that like (laughs) solo cheeks kind of thing yeah (laughs) chalamet so for nina harker i have amandla stenberg yeah do you know who that is? Yeah. So she played Rue mm-hmm. in The Hunger Games. When she was just a little youngin'. When she was just a little youngin'. But I feel like that fits very well with Amina. Yeah. Very capable of going between the soft and sweet to the like needing to be a little bit, you know, more badass-esque. Mm-hmm. I think she could really do that well. So that's a, I like that. Yeah. I also like it. So then there's Lucy. <laughs> Again, this is another one that appears a lot. I just love her. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So lots of people know her from Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. I know her from the remake of Emma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which she did a fantastic job of Emma in. But yeah, I think she would knock Lucy out of the park. Like, I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, Arthur, who... 
obviously like falls for well one of the people who falls but more than others yeah (laughs) i guess is a way to say it for miss lucy is callum turner callum turner Mm -hmm. let me look him up yeah this one is a little bit more so he was also in emma (laughs) so you can see where i might be getting some of my my (laughs) actors from (laughs) for sure but he yeah, I think he could do that role really well. Yeah. He plays a very different character in Emma, in which we're like not really supposed to like like him that much. But mm-hmm. I think he could definitely do an Arthur really I good. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so then we have Dr. John Seward, John Boyega. I just like, I don't know why, yeah. but he could nail the like psychologist. Like, I just really think he could do that role like so fantastically. Yeah. I don't know why that works so well. John and John. John and John. Also, okay, so this one, he's a little older. Mm-hmm. than some of the other people that have been cast as like Lucy's potential suitors. But I think this works because one, there might have been an age gap between the suitors in that age anyway. Yeah. And also, I just love the idea of him playing this role. Uh, so for Quincy. <laughs> oh, I love Quincy. <laughs> right? Jake Johnson, who plays Nick Miller in New Girl. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched New Girl. I've seen a few episodes. I'm just... Oh, yeah. I could see him doing that accent for He could sure. do the accent, like, <laughs> kill it. Plus, Quincy is a little bit funny. Yeah. He has a couple, like, funny moments. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he would really do that. Plus, I've seen Jake Johnson in, like, more serious, like, indie work before. And he really can do, like, the range a lot. Like, New Girl, you really do see more of the, like, funny, yeah. goofy side. But he can do that range. And I think he could really do, like, the spoilers for Dracula, but the death scene. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I think he could eat that up. So, <laughs> and then we have Renfield. Ooh, who did you pick for Renfield? <laughs> who do you think you pick for Renfield? Um, I don't, I don't know. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, like, perfect. I just, I feel like he would love that. He would be all in for that. That's, like, right up his alley. Like, like unhinged. <laughs> he would be yeah. the most unhinged Renfield. He would be like, I will eat the, what is it, flies or yeah. spiders? Yeah. Both, I think. I think both. I will eat them, like, right on camera. He's <laughs> like, like, are they alive? Yes, I'm cool. eating them. I'm doing it. We're so doing it. That one also made me really happy. Like, there's a couple you could be like, like, I don't really care that much for Van Helsing, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I think Tom Hanks would do good. But, like, if you were, like, this person instead, I'd be fine with it. But, like, Daniel Radcliffe and, like, oh, just, I, like, I perfect. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. I like those are good, some good choices. Look at you. I know. So I do have a surprise with this one. So this is okay. the surprise second list. So, <laughs> and you're not going to get it. <laughs> It's really funny. So I watch a lot of hockey. Yeah. So I did. If hockey players could act, (laughs) what I would cast in each of the roles. Okay. So I'm going to give you a second to like Google the person. But for Dracula, we have Henry Glundquist. Henry? Who, for those who don't know, but you should definitely pull up a picture of him. He is a gorgeous man that you cannot believe ever played hockey. Like, he looks like a Swedish model. Glenn Quist? How no, you... Lundquist. Oh, how do you spell that? L-U-N-D. L-U-N-D. <laughs> oh, I... L-U-N-D. Henrik? Henrik, yeah. Is he pretty? Then you have the right one. Yeah. Yeah. I Dracula. Can, I can see Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Would you follow that Dracula down the street late at night? Yeah. Yeah. He looks very charming. Yeah, right? And like, that's, like, where I was coming from. Yeah, like, tall, charming. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice little smile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Van Helsing, Zdeno Chara. So, Z-D-E-N-O for the first name. <laughs> Zdeno Chara. Okay. Uh, mostly because he played way too long in hockey, and that's <laughs> what I was thinking of. He definitely when... doesn't look super old he, Yeah, with the pictures I'm coming up with. Okay, but, okay. so he definitely, he's older now. He's yeah. older now, okay. Uh, we also have uh, for Jonathan Harker, Mitch Marner. Oh yeah, sweet, like <laughs> sweet little thing, sweet little thing. That's exactly how I was imagining Jonathan Harker. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> just so innocent looking. I love that. For Mina, we have Marie Philip Poulin. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. just fit. Yeah. For Lucy, we have Amanda Kessel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. For Arthur, we have Marc Andre Fleury. Marc Andre. Flurry. Yeah. And sorry, who is this for again? This is for Arthur. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for Quincy, we have Joe Thornton. Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a big beard. That's a big beard. <laughs> I could see it, though. Why does it work, right? Why? Okay, I love that. 
And then for Renfield, we have Brad Marchand. So the reason for Brad Marchand is he once got in trouble by the NHL. They had to tell him to stop licking people. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a short gap to eating bugs. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he could pull it off. Okay, that's really funny. Okay, so anyway, that was my little surprise. So I hope everyone enjoyed that. I'm sorry. We are Canadian. I had to throw in the hockey players. Just had to happen. Anyway. Why don't you go ahead with one of yours? <laughs> I love that though. Those are they all fit good. Even they all though fit. I'm not Mitch a big Marner, hockey person. For some reason, when I realized that that's exactly how I was imagining Jonathan Harker, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, maybe you should become an actor and be like the only Dracula. just 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 be in Dracula. Just, yeah, just one time. That's it. Then Take you one can year go back off to and hockey. Then you can go back to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, I'm gonna do. Which a book we both read, Ninth House by Leah Bardugo. Love it. Okay. So my immediate kind of thought for Alex Stern was Latina. I just picture, do you know who Christian Serratos is? I'm going to give you the short answer. I'm going to have to look up all of these (laughs) actresses and actors. Some of them might be a little bit like they're like you would recognize them. But like even I didn't really know their names, but I know them from like stuff I really liked. Mm, so okay. she played a character on The Walking Dead. Oh, she also played Susie Crabgrass on Ned's Declassified yeah. School Survival Guide. Yeah, yeah. So she's why like was childhood. that the reference that I went to first? <laughs> yeah, you went to like her like old school stuff. Yeah, and I think she played Selena as well, like in a biopic, like the singer Selena. Okay, mm-hmm. and I just like love that she's kind of that badass sort yeah, of I can see her as Alex for yeah, sure yeah so she yeah. was my first one she's a bit older yeah she's not like super old but she's 33 and Alex is supposed to be like 19 yeah so, so like, a little bit younger so my second choice was Jenna Ortega Jenna Ortega which I mean you can't I know who Jenna her. Ortega yeah is. I feel like you have to <laughs> if you don't where you been so yeah, I feel like Jenna she, Ortega would be my first choice for yeah Alex, she for definitely sure. has like she's like the right age she plays like such variety of characters yeah. I just think that she would really pull off Alex mm-hmm. I kind of struggled with Darlington a little bit well to be fair <laughs> in the first one and I, I believe you've read Hellbent. Yeah. yeah. So like I would struggle because we're getting him mostly through flashbacks. Yeah. So it was a little tricky. So I have a first one, Robert Pattinson. Oh my God. <laughs> you just said, let's have Twilight again. I was like, I feel like he could pull it off. Especially like he like, I don't know if you watched the new Batman with him in it. No. He just, he does a good job of like a rich guy. And I feel like. Yeah. I mean, that is Darlington's main thing at the beginning. Yeah. Like, I think he could have that like old school money kind of vibe to him. Totally. My other option was Gavin Leatherwood. And he plays a pretty big part in Sabrina, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, that looks like a Darlington. Yeah. Like, he just has like. He has. He has the riz for it. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I can see him, like, with an ascot or something. Like, <laughs> totally, totally. Like, he is just, like, a good-looking man. I feel yeah. like he can fit into that, like, college. Um, yeah. Like, almost fraternity vibe. Yeah. yeah. But he's still, like, very classy. But still classy. Very gossip girl. Yes. Like, Dan Humphrey. Yes. Yeah. So he's was kind of who he's leaning towards. Pamela Dawes, Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us. I just like I think Pamela has like red hair. Just dye their hair. Like it's not a big thing, I don't think. Yeah. Throw them in an oversized sweater. Yeah. Some glasses. The the cute, cozy. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And then Abel Turner, so that's the detective. Charlie Barnett. Again not super prominent you might recognize him from stuff oh yeah no i definitely what do i recognize him from i'm gonna say i recognize him from trailers because i don't think i've seen any of these movies <laughs> that he's been in he's he also, looks familiar though yeah he is on the most recent thing i've seen him in is russian doll okay which is a pretty cool show too but yeah like he's not like super popular so but i think he could really do that like hard-ass detective detective yeah Yeah. totally totally i can see it those were kind of the ones i thought would work good okay cool 
Yeah, I didn't do all the characters. Yeah, no, I, I didn't do all the ones, ones for mine either because some of them were just such small roles that I didn't really care about. <laughs> yeah. Or I had nobody in mind or I didn't really care. So yeah. I just like yeah. committed to it. Do you want Court of Thorn and Roses or Throne of Glass? Let's do Court of Thorn and Roses. Okay, so Feyre, Zendaya. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it works. I feel like Zendaya could be like anything. Anything. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So Tamlin, Timothy Chalamet. Of course. <laughs> I also have Jamie Campbell Bauer. Oh, he was on City of Bones. City of Bones, was he? Let me look him up. Yeah, he was. It's listed under his uh, TV shows. Yeah, I could see that. I see him more as Tamlin, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like I said, so what happened was is I was like Timothy Chalamet and then I stopped thinking about him and I was looking up other actors and then I saw him and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Tamlin. Yeah, that one I can definitely see. So I actually know him from Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was like the supporting kind of role in Sweeney Todd. He can't. I didn't like his singing scenes in Sweeney Todd, but that's okay because <laughs> Tamlin doesn't have to sing. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Austin Abrams <gasps> as an option. Yes. I like him. Yeah. So I know him from Dash and Lily. I just rewatched that this week. I love Dash it's and Lily. So cute. It's so amazing. <laughs> but he would make a great Tamlin because I would want to like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Jamie Camel Bauer, like, again, I would kind of want to like him, but you can really easily make him quite creepy, like quite easily. Oh, he's really because he actually plays the villain in Stranger Things, the newest season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't tell it's him, but he does a great job at that villain. So, yeah. yeah. For Rezand, so this one I actually had like a little bit of trouble with, and then I ended up finding like four people. (laughs) 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 So just to to do that, Uh, Taylor Lautner. I think he deserves his moment. He needs a comeback. As the starring guy that everyone's actually cheering on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I feel like Taylor Lautner, in spite of... The fact that he is into his 30s but like that's pretty common in hollywood too and also he's yeah. like an ageless i was gonna say like i say like i feel like he could pull that off yeah and like i have like a running list of like men i think that could play like Faye, and they're <laughs> and all Taylor like Lautner. they're all like in yeah like he would fit in that because it's like they're all kind of in that age group where they're just like ageless looking yeah and so for the rest of my list there's some people that i like don't really like I didn't know it's just I was like looking for a specific vibe and they kind of fit that more Mm -hmm. than I was like actually like was looking for specifically them so we have Jen Carlos Canella who just this is kind of how I was imagining Rizan the entire book that man it's the it's like the blue steel look going for me right that is a beautiful man that is a beautiful man (laughs) And, you know, Rizan's got to be beautiful. He just has to be. Yeah, so, obviously. And so the last one I had was Michael. I don't know if it's Samino or Camino. I think it's Samino. And he's younger. So I feel like if you wanted like the younger Riz, you could do that. He was in Love, Victor. Yeah. And Never Have I Ever. And Never Have I Ever. Yes. Yeah. He's a very attractive. I will say, I do think, and again, I don't want to talk about their bodies too, too much, but if he was just a little buffer, because I feel like Reese yeah. is very buff. Yeah. But I feel like that's easy to like, just a little bit. Well, yeah, I think, no, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. So then we have, I only cast one other role because I was like, <laughs> this is the only one I could imagine. So Nesta. Okay. And so I said Jenna Ortega. <laughs> course or sophie turner okay Mm -hmm. and yes i know maybe they don't look a lot like zendaya but i don't care because that doesn't matter fantasy world fantasy world you can do what you want maybe they had different moms yeah we don't know we don't know we can rewrite some scenes to make it work (laughs) i love it okay what's your next one well i just want to add because like Like I said, I have a Sarah J. Moss mail list and I want you to look these people up because, okay, first of all, Henry Cavill, I just feel like he could pull off a fae. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, like add that to the list. 
this guy so have you ever watched ted lasso before yeah i love ted lasso phil dunster i think i think i know who he this is gonna be plays jamie tart jamie tart jamie tart he has the in my opinion one of the perfectly sculpted he could be tamlin like he he could be reese he could literally be any sarah j moss he could be rowan yes Actually, I so my next one is Throne of Glass, and I might <laughs> add him. <laughs> this he's is just better. This is better so than what I had. <laughs> attractive, like he's beautiful jawbone, beautiful lips, and like I don't know, like he just looks like a god to me. I don't know, like I picture no, like not a, a god, perfect a fae, a fae, a, a fae. I picture like a perfect fae male sculpted. Anyways, can you yeah, tell I no, I'm obsessed yeah. with this guy? Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> so he's one person i mean he also plays a, like a jerk in the first season of ted lasso yeah <laughs> so that is also fitting the fave vibe <laughs> yeah like he's kind of a tool for a i bit, could imagine but... him punching aelin yeah <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> like but it's just i don't know he just like fits so well sam claflin he's kind of like he's just reminds me of like oh big burly man yeah mm-hmm He's, you know, from The Hunger Games. Finnick, yeah, I was going to say. Finnick O'Dare. Yeah. He's would be any choice. Just anyone. Go for it. Yeah. And Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. He could be more, what's that one couple in Throne of Glass? If you say Lorcan, is that the one you're yeah. thinking of? No. No. Not really. Lorcan needs to be a little bit more, I feel like, cold. Like, this guy, this guy looks... He looks like there's too much life in his eyes. There's too much life in his eyes. He hasn't seen enough. I feel like... I don't know. I also haven't seen any of the things that he's in. Is he... Yeah, that's fair. But I feel like Lorcan... I don't even know who to cast because I love Lorcan. And Mm -hmm. in my Throne of Glass, I actually don't cast him because I'm like... It's just like who can... Who could live up to that? No one, probably. No one. Um, I also feel like Taron Egerton should be somewhere in a Sarah J. Moss film. Um, he's the one who played Elton John. And oh, for sure. Yeah, like he, again, beautiful man. I also think, just to add to your list, and I know like you've mostly been men so far, but like Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner could play anyone. Yeah. She's fabulous. Not to give away things that are happening in the <laughs> Queens of Fantasy one, but we do fan cast the whole series, which I'm not going to spoil like who I said this, but like, there's a magical society of like just beautiful women mm-hmm. and i was like she could just be anyone like just cast sophie turner in one she, of these roles she would be beautiful amazing yeah why don't we move on to your throne of glass because i'm feel like i need to add people to okay <laughs> <laughs> so i did kind of like the big characters okay so aelin uh freya allen she plays siri in the witcher oh <gasps> yes yeah i think there's a lot of people who could do Aelin as well. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, again, like you could just say Zendaya. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could also go back to my favorite Anya Taylor-Joy because. Oh, yeah. she would be a badass at that. I, I, I yeah. like that one. Mm-hmm. But you need that little bit of girliness, too, because Aelin is, mm-hmm. you know, she, she loves her dresses and her she's 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 got layers. So yeah. I originally for Rowan had Josh. Josh Houston. That man is very nice looking. <laughs> what is he from? So again, I was this was when I was looking for reason mm-hmm. and I was looking for a specific vibe and I came across this person who I've never seen again <laughs> act. Like I'm yeah. going straight off of appearances here. <laughs> Apparently he was in Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. Hmm. But he's also been in Heartbreak High, Dive Club, More Than This, and Dune. So he's definitely not like unknown. It's just unknown to me before this moment. But he, he's pretty. He's Rowan. <laughs> I also like Jamie Tart. I don't remember the actor's name yeah. that he said, but Jamie Tart is Bill Rowan. <laughs> yeah. Very, very fitting. So that's who I have there. For Kale, I have Kadar William Sterling. So Kadar William Sterling is from Sex Education. Ooh. Yeah. Does this not look like somebody who i would forgive for being completely frustrating yeah (laughs) i would yeah i would forgive this man (laughs) that's easy so i i also like the person he plays in sex education has kind of a like i could see him going through the same struggles as kale Mm -hmm. or cole or however you pronounce his name (laughs) uh very much and also he does still have that like 
air of like authority. Mm-hmm. So casting him as like in the King's Guard kind of thing at the beginning yeah. would definitely work for me. Uh, then we have Dorian, who I have. <gasps> I'm just I'm excited. <laughs> Deacon Blumen. Blumen. So he was in 13 Reasons Why. He yes. looks like he's going through an internal crisis. Yes, he looks. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Dorian. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just fits, right? Uh, For Lysandra, I have Simone Ashley. I was going to say for <laughs> Nehemia. Oh, I feel like that's like an easy choice. Like, true, 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 not, true. Not easy. I'm not trying like to like obvious. crap on your suggestion yeah. here, but like that would also work. Mm-hmm. But... I also love the idea that she, and spoiler for Throne of Glass, her being a character that doesn't get killed off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. She needs to be, like, she needs to be around for a little bit. Also, I would just love, I just love her. I think she's so pretty. Mm -hmm. I love her in sex education. Gorgeous. I don't know where you know her from because I'm sure it's from Bridgerton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, sex education is kind of like where I was pulling her from, but definitely, yeah. And then Manon. So I have somebody and it makes sense and it works. And especially because she's like kind of an ageless witch-esque thing. It works. Yeah. Megan Fox. Okay. You can see it, right? I can see it. If you're going to go with the younger cast, my goodness, it has to be Jenna Ortega. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. I picture, and this girl is so kind, like, I don't know, she's not in a lot, but she was in, like, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. Adeline Rudolph. And let me just pull her up. But I always picture. Ooh. She is. Ooh, that's a good one. And with white hair, I just think she, she would be, like, perfect. Or have you ever seen the show Severance? If we're going yes. with the yes, agents, Ms. Casey, the like therapist yes. yeah. lady. Yeah. I think she's a bit older, but I it think, would work. I think it would work. I also think, and I didn't put her down on my list because I had her for like every other thing. And if I let myself, I would just cast her and everything. She'd just be in a show by herself and that's all we would watch. But Auntie Taylor-Joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she could kill Manon. Like, can you not imagine yeah. her with like a little bit of blood running down her chin? Like, absolutely unhinged. She is so good at playing that, like, I want to say psychotic, but that's <laughs> a little... A little a little unhinged. A little unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely... <laughs> I mean, she definitely brought that role to, like, Emma a little bit. So you really did mm-hmm. see Emma as kind of not fully understanding the implications of her actions. Yeah. And I did love that about how she acted, Emma. So that was kind of it. I For Lorcan, you know, like, I tried. Yeah. And I... I think, yeah, I agree. There's... I feel like whoever you cast, I would eventually accept. Yeah. Because I love the character, but I, I can't picture anyone specifically. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard doing fan casts because it's like you have this like just person pictured in your mind. But you don't actually have like, like Lorcan is well formed in my head. Yeah. But also a vague blob at the same time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have... It could be everyone at once or no one at all. Like, yeah. It's like it? literally like... <laughs> I do think they like I would imagine the like solid cheek like mm. very sharp yeah kind of bone structure like that kind of like killer look mm-hmm. for Lorcan would kind of be what I would try to find but I don't know man I feel like you could throw I feel like whoever has that tall tall task of figuring <laughs> out the like the casting of the show because I feel like it is getting made into a show. Is it? I feel like it is, but if not, eventually I'm sure it will. But uh, they have like a hard task ahead of them. It's a potential. Oh, it's there's the potential. Okay. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I like all them. So I have like two more that I want to go through. We can go okay. through pretty quick, but an absolutely remarkable thing. Oh I my wanted, God. No, you did not. I did. And I'm really curious what you think of my choices i should have did that one i mean if you come up with any as we're no going. i'm never gonna come up with names as we go you know how long <laughs> this took me <laughs> do you know how many times i come into this podcast with just notes in my head because i know what i'm going to talk about and it all makes sense and then yeah. this one i was like you're like hours you're i was sitting like, there for hours just being like have i ever seen an actor before in yeah. my life do they exist i don't I know, don't know. <laughs> so for april may main character yeah. i have Kiernan Shipka. She played Sabrina just for 
people who are listening. Yes. I just feel like she... She has the exact right vibe. Just look like she just seems... She just like has that kind of doesn't give a crap what anyone thinks look attitude. Mm -hmm. She can play like the lovable like influencer, I feel like, but still like be super strong and then like emotionless because like I feel like April's got some things she needs to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, because I really liked her in Let It Snow. Did you ever watch that? movie no but i know which movie you're talking yeah about. like that's kind of who you are really a holiday I, i'm <laughs> telling you right now i'm in the midst of christmas movies <laughs> don't tell me to watch anything else because i'm not okay <laughs> don't worry i won't you know I mean? um so yeah that's why i April have a, May. i like that one yeah for andy scamped i had a hard harder time with him i had austin abrams i thought he might be kind of yeah like no he's a good yeah he's a good option yeah and justice smith would also be in my opinion a good option Ooh, yes right like he's kind of that friend next door vibe he could be yeah he could be april may's friend he could be his own yeah you know oh yeah like so he is uh those were my top two okay and then Miranda Beckwith. So that's kind of our smarty pants lady. Smart, smarty pants lady. <laughs> kind of awkward. Um, Maya Hawk or Maya Hawk. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I was I just... typing it out to be like, who is this? But I know <laughs> like, who that is. Like, yeah. I only know who that is, by the way, because of Stranger Things, which I have never seen. But I have seen <laughs> enough people put through clips of it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. and like remix stuff with it that i know who that is yeah she just kind of like... she's the daughter of uma thurman yes and ethan hawk yes she's got wow nepotism for the win there right <laughs> i'm like i want to be you can i like be adopted by your family thanks thanks um <laughs> you're really helpful for my general life and then for maya the like april may's girlfriend yeah maitreyi Ramakrishnan and I apologize if I say that right so she is the main character so from Never Have I Ever oh fantastic right yeah I think she would just like kill the badass like doesn't give a crap about like also just thinking of the implications for like the sequel Mm -hmm. and the large role she plays in that yeah that would be really cool I think she would just nail it for sure and like the perfect actor to call april may out like, oh you know it'd be 100%. like on her on her crap like you're yeah. being a shitty human being right now april like what are you doing yeah i think for she, why yeah she for why april for why so <laughs> so that's that's for absolutely remarkable thing okay and you said you had another one yes sabriel by garth nix <laughs> our love i um, know you have <laughs> i'm just stealing the words out of your mouth you were about to say this i'll just let you say it you can talk <laughs> It's okay. I just, I know you have an older recommendation for yes. Touchstone. Yes. And I was wondering if you could maybe start there because I'm very curious. So when I read Sabriel and like the first description we get of Touchstone, I picture. <laughs> which is, <laughs> which by the way, I'm rereading Sabriel right now and it is a lot more description than I remembered. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there was like a little young reading. Yeah. Though. Yeah, we he's naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can tell where my 14-year-old brain was clearly yeah. when I was reading this. Anyways, Hugh Dancy, Ella Enchanted. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Okay. Like the mm-hmm. curly brown hair, like just like... The- Definitely aged out at this point. Yeah, he's way too old now. But at the time that you would have thought this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I saw him in Ella Enchanted and I'm like, that is Touchstone. Yeah, it just is. Like, I can't even explain it. So I don't know who could do that nowadays. Because also he was in Confessions of a Shopaholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved him in that. Another option, and again, aged out, but maybe could play like the older Touchstone is, and I got to pull it up here because it came to my mind right now, Rufus Sewell, but like from the Knight's Tale, Rufus Sewell. Uh, yes. Curly yeah. hair, blue eyes, just oh, like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, he's always- He could play touch, either of them could play touchstone in Lyriel. 
<laughs> yes. When Touchstone is older. Like, yeah. I was, was that it? Or did you have Sabrielle? I have all? Sabrielle too. <laughs> okay. So Sabrielle, I never really had anyone that was like, could play her because like she's just fabulous she's fantastic um, i don't even like seeing her face on the cover because i'm like excuse me how dare you put a face to this absolutely amazingness we are biased towards Sabriel, <laughs> yeah. by the way. i'm gonna be honest i've already written my review for it because i'm gonna review it again because i'm reading it again of course. but like the first bit of it is just rambling about how i cannot judge this book like if you want an uh, even pretending to be unbiased opinion about this book, you're not mm. getting it from me. Mm. You came to the wrong. No, place. I was like, if you talk smack about Sabriel, we're friends off. I'm sorry, friends off. Yeah, <laughs> you have to at least go into it gently. <laughs> yeah. So, so Adeline Rudolph, so the girl f- that I thought could play Manon. Yes, I absolutely. think she would absolutely. be fantastic. Yeah, or someone who's maybe a little bit more popular right now is Lola Tung from the summer i turned pretty and she's kind of more of that more innocent she's definitely more youthful which is like uh definitely still because she's 21 and Mm -hmm. adeline rudolph is 28 Mm -hmm. and sabriel is supposed to be like 18 yeah so i feel like if you're aging up sabriel which i think is fine I wouldn't have a problem with that. I would go Adeline Rudolph. Yeah. But if you definitely wanted to keep that like 18-year-old look, yeah. you'd have to go the other way for sure. Yeah. I just, I don't know. They're both kind of give like different yeah. sides of Sabriel. Yeah. So I love that for, yeah. I, thought, I was going to say for you, but for all of us. For all of us. Whenever <laughs> Sabriel becomes a movie in this lifetime, maybe. Because yeah. obviously it's going to happen. <laughs> Do you have any other last ones? I don't. That was it for me. Okay. I thought boldly about doing Twilight, a recast. We'll all all I got that. to is Jenna Ortega's Bella. Je- Jenna Ortega, Bella. Jenna Ortega, all of the other. Actually, Jenna Ortega, Edward. Jenna Ortega. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just Anna, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh my God. Anya Taylor Joy as half the cast yeah. and, and Jenna, Jenna Ortega, Ortega as the other half. Yeah. I think that would be really fun, though, for us to like one day fan cast twilight just because it's I, been done it'd be fun to do it i i could and i feel like i would only want it remade this will <laughs> never happen because stephanie meyer would never let this happen yeah but i would love for it to be a reimagining instead mm. of a remake because i would make some changes yeah that that might be a little that might be its own podcast <laughs> that might be its own podcast <laughs> all right so this is we 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 gotta talk about what we're maybe looking forward to in yes. the next little bit reading reading next little bit reading bit is what I was gonna say. <laughs> so the next reading kind of spurts. I, I'm saying it like there's gonna be a lot of reading because there's gonna be a lot of reading on one side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of reading to do. I have, I have made up. You know, reading four books in 36 hours really helped my reading goal, but I'm still behind. <laughs> So I'm, I'm only six books behind schedule now. Okay, that's actually really impressive. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I it, I posted on our Instagram account, do you think Marissa can make it? And like two people said no. And I was like, I'm going to show those to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at 62 books and my goal was 75. We're definitely going to hit 75. Like it's not mm-hmm. even a question. Like <laughs> that's only 13 more books, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's only the end of November. <laughs> So I'm fine with that, but I have realized that I originally had a goal of reading 50 books that I owned before January 1st of this year. I I, I don't think I'm going to hit that one because I would need to read 34 books. Yeah. And I'm saying that and part of my brain is like, we can do it though. <laughs> so I might impossible. get close, but I don't think I'll get it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to try to get a little bit closer than I am because right now I'm only at 17 or 16. And that's just a little sad. So, but yeah, I am going to be reading lots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm working on Sabrielle. I am also working on for the Queens of Fantasy Pod, uh, the Shadow Rising, which has a rough start, but we're getting <laughs> through it. And I also, yeah, I, I, what my goal right now is to read the Old Kingdom series in full because I've actually never completed it with some of the newer books that have come out yeah and also some of the like prequels and stuff I hadn't read like with the short stories and stuff so that's a goal and then I do want to get through all of my poetry 
that I have because one, those can be kind of faster reads. Although I always say that and then I sit with a poem for like a half hour and say so it's not very fast. (laughs) But it could be a little bit of a way to get a couple more books in and done. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at for for the coming, the last month of the year. Love that for you. Yeah. I'm, so I still have Dancing at the Pity Party that I kind of like stopped reading just to finish in the Lives of Puppets. So yeah, gonna finish that. And then I'm kind of just like. You're just vibing. I'm vibing. I'm excited for the holidays because I have this (laughs) vision in my mind. (laughs) We have very different ends of the year every year. Every year, I am ferociously reading all the books I wanted to read in like yeah. February. And you know that uh, TikTok audio, and it's like, like a ballerina. And then the other one's like, I'm the crazy one. You're like, I'm singing like a ballerina. That's an idea. We should we should maybe make that content. We should make that. But yeah, I'm just, I have this mind that I want to like, go to the library, get a stack of books, cuddle up on the couch and read. The other thing maybe we should do is a, and I've been seeing a lot of people do this recently online, is like a 24-hour reading marathon. Mm -hmm. I feel like that might be actually kind of fun because one, I need to do it. (laughs) I would do that. I mean, as long as it's like during the holidays, I'll have like all the time in the world and I would definitely be down. We might have to set that up because I think that would be fun and we could, I almost would be bold enough to just like throw us on Discord. too and people can join or not join as they want to just read to see what we're up to yeah yeah that might be fun i would do that i mean i feel like we would really see the difference in the amount of time it takes us to read (laughs) it's like this book was great how were your three yeah (laughs) but that's okay that's okay it would be great i think you know i would be down to do that because i just i am excited you're just vibing at the end of the year. I am. I'm done. <laughs> What's I'm, that like? <laughs> I am in a good place Yeah. in my reading journey. <laughs> I love that for you. I really do. Okay. Shall we draw our next topic? Yes. <laughs> There's always like five that jump out at me. and They I... all want to be picked. They've been in there a long time. <laughs> oh. So this just says best romance in a book and your least favorite romance. Oh. So like one of each or... Just whatever comes to mind. We'll Maybe talk like about. A, an equal number of each. Okay. Like offsetting. Best and worst romance. I feel like I can answer this one now that I've read all of those <laughs> book, romance <laughs> books from our last episode. <laughs> You're like, I actually did homework for this already. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So that's going to be our last one for 2023. Yay. Well, yay. So what we will be doing, we we have two more podcasts set up for 2023. Our last one will obviously be like a year in review, which I'm really excited about because I feel like I can't wait to look back on like the couple that I did read at the beginning of the year and remember them. Yeah. I also kind of wanted to propose a little bit of a game. And I want you to games. Yeah, I I want I almost wanted you to say this out loud, but I kind of almost don't want to hear it because I'll try to get to it. But I want you to guess how many books I'll finish before the end of December. Okay. I don't know how to do this in a way that doesn't you know give it away to me. I don't think I I can write it down. Yeah. Why don't you write it down? I'm gonna write it down right now. Right now, we're gonna we're gonna check in at the end, and we're gonna. We're going to see how that went down and whether I, I hit it. I'm going to take a screenshot so we have the date proof. That you didn't change it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that for, for everyone. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about romance. I'm excited to get some more books read. And yeah, do you have any other final thoughts today? No, I, that was like really fun. I think you should do more fan casting, even though... Okay, <laughs> so I feel like I don't like doing it, but I am really good at it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If I may be so egotistical. <laughs> I think you did really good. And honestly, there were a few that I was like pleasantly surprised about. Yeah. You were expecting me to be like, I don't know. <laughs> I was expecting you to do like Chris Evans, like nothing against Chris Evans. But you know, like, like ob- very typical, very ones. typical. Obvious yeah, I felt ones. even bad going for like Henry Cavill because like that's a but I feel like I grabbed him for like a role that might actually be kind of fun for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Henry Cavill, if you're listening to this, I think you should be Dracula. <laughs> yeah. That's the takeaway today. Can you just guest star on our podcast? Thanks. Actually, that would be better too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
All right. So thank you, everyone, and Henry Cavill for listening <laughs> today for our fan casting. We are really thankful that you joined us for this journey. We have a Discord server where we have a lot of fun and there are a lot of readers in there. We also share it with our sister podcast. So there's a lot of people in there, you know, doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But you can join that to just talk about books. You can talk about your current reads. You can give us book recommendations, topic recommendations, or you can join our book club or participate in some of the Queens of Fantasy discussions lots of stuff to do on there and the link to do that is in the description of this podcast and we really hope to see you there otherwise if you want to give us a follow on instagram we would appreciate that so go follow us at the book jar pod on there lastly i did mention it and mentioned it a couple times we do have a sister podcast it's called the queen's fantasy podcast currently we are reading the quote unquote high fantasy series by robert jordan called the wheel of time and doing that but we will be reading other fantasy series throughout this podcast run so make sure you go check that out if that sounds like something you might be into otherwise we thank you one more time for listening to this podcast and as always keep on reading on bye Do you have a message for Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill. You are the man that can play. I thought you were going to say the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) (laughs) I like that better. (laughs) What were you going to say? I'm just going to say he's the man who could play any character of our dreams. I just think he... You know, they did him dirty with the with the Superman franchise. They also did him dirty by not letting him continue to bring Geralt to life in the right way. They... We stand by henry cavill this is a a pro henry cavill podcast yeah like he's just living his life yeah and i'm excited to see what you do with your future henry cavill (laughs) (laughs) i support you i support you just a little support from meg okay also and just an offside comment because so i really wanted to include zach efron in something but I couldn't think of anything because I just, I don't know, like he didn't vibe with any of the characters, but also he looks really strange in recent photos. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's AI or like Botox or like- uh, Probably Botox. I just, I can't. I'm like, I and I mentioned this in a previous podcast where I was like, Zac Efron is, you know, aging well with my aging. And I was like, I'm always going to love Zac Efron. And now- and then Zac Efron listened to that because apparently we were listened to by yeah, all the celebrities. Obviously. And he was like, I'm going to show Megan. I'm going to stop aging well. And now I... Because like, it's a choice. I'm really disappointed. And <laughs> it's just not going to happen anymore, Zac Efron. Sorry. I'm I'm so sorry you lost yeah. Zac Efron as your immediate fan cast choice. Yeah. It's a sad day. It is very sad. Anyway. <laughs>